It was a very cruel scene, executed in an unusual manner. This is Cruel and Unusual. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. The cast of all pods. I'm Katie. I'm Tori. All right. Here we go. Episode number one. We've been having a hell of a time. A hell of a time. It's been a fucking trip, but not a good kind of trip. A very bad trip. I guess we're not going to really like introduce ourselves because if you're here right now, you definitely know who we are. We're not like, I'm not going to be like, hi, my name is Tori. My favorite color is clear and I like long walks on the beach. And if you don't know us, just find out as we go, okay? Or, like, look us up online. It's fine. We're really, yeah, we're kind of fucked up, but not really. Like, we're the same as everybody else, only just, like, take it up a little bit. That's your introduction. We're going to get better, guys, okay? Just stick with us or don't. Or don't. All right. Sponsor us. (laughs) Sponsor me. So, I'm going to be talking about Danielle Harkins. Story that I vaguely remember from, because it was 2012, so it wasn't incredibly long ago. It kind of gripped the nation for like a day, kind of like what happens, you know, we kind of have the attention span of a a fly. Which is really sad that that's how like cases like this are. Right. So I was looking up, I didn't realize how crazy it was though. I kind of remember, like I said, I kind of remember hearing about it. Tell me about it. Didn't know the details. Unfortunately, we often hear news stories about teachers abusing students whether it's physical, emotional, sexual. Um, We've heard about, like, cameras in bathrooms, locker rooms, Uh just all this stuff that should never happen, especially at the place you send your child. You're handing your entire, like, heart over Uh to these people, and you you have to be able to trust them. But, I mean, we know not all teachers are crazy. Most of them are wonderful, and it's a hard fucking job. I can't even do the classroom parties. So how did that go, by the way? Did you do okay? I mean, it was fine. I got real sweaty. Mm -hmm. I did Hannah's Valentine's party. But, no, really, thank you to teachers. My teachers were great. I never had any, like, creepy teachers, I don't think. We had maybe, like, one scandal in high school. It didn't involve us. We're not going to talk about it. That's good, because I honestly don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, don't forget. But the story of Danielle Harkins very much is child abuse. It's a little bit different. In 2012, Danielle was 35 years old. She was working with a class of teenagers at a literacy as a literacy teacher at the Lealman and Asian Neighborhood Family Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. She'd been working there for about four and a half years and was, by all accounts, described as normal. Never anything weird about her. Um, the administrator at the school said she was a very good teacher, very intelligent. She was very skilled. She was going through a divorce from her husband, George. And from what it sounds like, it was getting kind of messy. They had, I mean, it's always messy. They had two kids together, a four-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, so little. Yeah. Yep. They were fighting in court over custody of the kids. They had a domestic dispute that I later, I I learned was a sexual violence injunction against George. So does that mean he raped her? I don't know. It got dropped. It got dismissed. Of course it did. I couldn't find anything else about it. So I'm not going to say fuck you, George, like I want to because her personal and family life, it was really just taking a nosedive downhill. That's what nosedive means. Mm-hmm. Downhill. <laughs> it had to have been really hard for her, especially when, you know, her kids were involved. It's it's just not easy. So I think everything that was going on at home was really just led to, it was around this time that Danielle started exploring religion. Air quote, mm-hmm. religion. Okay. When I say religion, I'm, I'm using that word loosely. She went to her neighbor's house, who she was pretty close with, and casually <laughs> casually Wait. told the woman. I want to know what that means. <laughs> who is coming. <laughs> oh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. She okay. went to her neighbor's house, and she just casually told her, 
You're okay. You don't have any demons. Oh, okay. Can't relate. <laughs> I've got a few. I got all kinds. Stress can do some like fucked up shit to your brain. We know that. Great. Let me tell you. So on June 9th, 2012, Danielle told seven of the teenagers she was working with that they all did in fact have demons. Oh my God. All teenagers have demons. Inside of them. She told them that the only way to rid themselves of the evil spirits was to cut their skin open, <gasps> let the entity out, and then cauterize the wound to seal it so the demons couldn't get back in. I what would you do if you I don't even have that? any words. I would be like, yeah, you're probably right, but I'm not going to cut my skin open. The only thing, I'd be like, what are you smoking, Teach? Yeah. That's what I would have said. I feel like all teenagers have demons in them. Right. But and we don't have demons, demons, have demons. And if you don't, then maybe your demon is that you're in denial. Maybe your Jesus is age Christ. Maybe. The only thing I can think of here is at least she said to cauterize the wound. Right. <laughs> at least she, she wasn't did. like, and you need to just bleed out. Um, so that evening, Danielle went to the pier. She started a little bonfire, began preparing for the cleansing ritual. You know, this reminds me of like a book that we were going to write and kind of still are writing. The beach. Yeah. That area of the of that world. Too. That's weird. Yeah. All seven students actually showed up to the cleansing ritual. I'm going to blame that on just being young and dumb. Mm-hmm. I would have went home and been like, Mom, Mom, yeah, Mommy. Right? Shit. Look, there's a demon in me, Mom. Mom, mom please, Pastor Mom, please. <laughs> please do an exercise. You do have a Pastor Mom. I do have one. So she must have really, really like groomed them and convinced Clearly. them. And that makes me feel really gross. She must have been like very um, likable and like it's not like if if you had a teacher that you hated and was like a piece of shit to you all the time, you wouldn't be meeting them at the beach to be exercised. No. Exercise? Not unless she right. really scared them into believing right. that they need to get these demons out. Thinking they're just like really innocent and naive. I wonder oh what kind of children they were. Were like they like high school athletes? Were they? I don't think it was like an actual like high school like like a class I'm, I'm not really sure and how long did you say after she told them this how long was this it didn't say um according to police spokesman mike Pletz, they did some chanting i wonder if she like taught them the chants at school first yeah like this right. is what we're gonna chant about <laughs> Shit. Oh i don't know God. um they danced around the fire danielle had the kids cut each other open no while she went around with a lighter to cauterize oh. the wounds fuck you yeah at one point, she attempted to brand one of the kids with a lighter, but the wind blew the flame out. So she doused his hand with either cologne or perfume as an accelerant. No. And it worked because he ended up with second-degree burns oh. on his hand. I um, fucking hate this lady. Yeah. Like, and we're fuck? how many minutes in? Like 15 minutes mm-hmm. in? Not even. Another kid ended up with her throat cut with broken glass. Danielle cauterized that wound with a burning key. Like She lit oh. or she um, heated up the key and then used the key to ca- like. I wonder what the symbolism was for that. I don't know, she, she's locking the demons like, out. She's like literally the only yeah. one who has a fucking demon. Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. it. It must have been like a really secluded spot on the beach mm-hmm. too, because this would have been noticeable, I would think. Right. So if that's not crazy enough, the part that really gets me is that these teens, they didn't immediately go tell anyone. They didn't report it to the police. They didn't say anything to their parents. They were loyal to her. Just loyal like, uh, to Danielle. Um, who am I thinking of? Charles Manson. Yeah. Like a cult following yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Strangely enough, I don't think there were any drugs. <laughs> like, I hate it. I hate it's it. just a human life. I can't imagine the, like, the things she told them to get them to believe her about the day. Like, oh. And to but not she probably believed it herself is the probably. thing. You know? But it was like, they just, they took her word for it. And it was just totally normal for them, it seemed like. 
So the night after the cleansing ritual, I like how you have to say <laughs> cleansing ritual. You know how I typed it? How? Uppercase, lowercase, uh, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, star, star, star. Cleansing ritual. <laughs> Clean- Let's say it one more time. <laughs> Cleansing ritual. ritual. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, the night after, one of the teens involved texted a friend and told them about what happened at the pier. I don't know what prompted them to do that, mm-hmm. like to, to say something, but this well, friend. They probably just had to fucking tell somebody. Right? Like, just had to. Oh, man. oh my God. Like, I just got my demons exercised. This friend, thank God, was not under the influence of Danielle because they went to their parents right away with what they knew. It's scary to think about if if that kid had never gotten involved, never said anything, that she could still be doing this to these kids. Danielle could still be doing this to this day, you know, and probably would have escalated because it always fucking does. So Danielle was arrested and charged with one count of child abuse, one count of aggravated battery, and was held on a $55,000 bail. I don't like any of that. Uh Uh-uh. Well, just listen. Since no one was willing to testify against her, none of the teens were willing to testify against her. Not even the one that came forward to the parent? No. They got very little information, which is how they found out about, like, the key and the, you know, the hand getting burned. That's about, Mm -hmm. that's all they got. So she got off pretty lightly. They didn't have enough evidence. She was sentenced to six months in prison. She was released as of 2014 and has just completely disappeared. What? It's like she fell off the face of the earth. So she could literally be like our neighbor. Yeah. Not actually for me. Like my neighbors out? are old and have been here forever. But I don't know my neighbors. Their okay. names or anything. Could be her. Do we know what she <laughs> looks like? Danielle. Yeah. I'll put a picture of her on the Instagram. Okay, good. What does she look like? Tell me. Explain. She's just like normal blonde white woman. Just yeah. plain like normal. Yeah. It's not likely that anyone will ever get answers to what happened. Like, before and, like, during and after the ritual, it could have been, like, there could have been other things. We don't know. As to why, we probably won't know that either. (laughs) Sorry, this is kind of unsatisfying, but it's just, it's crazy. Is it dissatisfying Um, or unsatisfying? Undissatisfying. I think it's unsatisfying. I don't know. I think it's not, I don't know. It's not very satisfying. I'm not a writer or anything. (laughs) We don't write books. No, God. That's why I use the internet to Google. It could have been a psychotic break. It could have been... And this is purely speculation, but it, it could have been if she really was religious, really religious. There's a point where, you know, like the church can be like, you're divorcing, you're evil. Right. You know, divorce is evil. These types of like radical, twisted ideologies are out there. They make mountains out of molehills sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. like every single church has their own book of rules. Yeah. It's not just like. Yeah. And if you don't abide, you know what I mean? you're evil. Right. Like, I could really see someone just telling her how evil she is and her, like, if she's not in the right mental state, really believing that of herself and right. getting the idea that she's got demons. And, and I wonder what religion have. she was looking into. I would love mm-hmm. to know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that would probably explain yeah. a little bit more. Well, there's a million documentaries either. on, yeah. like, some of these really mm-hmm. radical ones. Yeah. Yeah. So if you throw in mental illness, stress... Especially in domestic abuse, too, right. if she was going through that and sexual right. abuse. Like, it's the perfect cocktail for just a break. She really just needed help, and for one reason or another, she didn't get it. Which is actually one of the saddest We were just talking that. about that, too. Just we just were. About all the reasons why people don't get help or can't get help or... Or it's, refuse to or can't. Yeah, there's so many, you know, it's not just black and white. Everybody's it's really different. sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes that's actually... Very anger-inducing for me. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not comfortable, for which is like sides. kind of the point. But like I said, it's not an excuse for her to her kids. No, but but like, what I feel bad. The, the what were the factors? What got her to that point? Yeah, right. And why? There's no excuse. What's with the kids, the right. teenagers? What? What is it? If anybody knows, please tell us. Like, if anybody lives around there and you know more than like what's out there, I would love to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's fucking maddening. Email us. Email cruel dot unusual dot podcast at gmail dot com. You got it. There's a lot of freaking dot. That's also our Instagram too. We should say this at the end, but we're just we'll say it at the end too. We're gonna Why say not? it right. Now. I know what you're doing. I only know the, like the basics of the story. So. I really do as well. <laughs> Here's the thing. I actually watched the HBO documentary twice on this one. Okay. And I'm talking about it like the listeners know what I'm talking about, but they don't yet. So I'm going to be talking about the 2009 Taconic State Parkway crash. So both of ours were pretty recent. Yeah. And they're both and kind of just mysterious. Very spooky. Ooh. Some of you probably know this better as there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. Which that is the- name just gives me... The name of sweats. it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, there's something wrong. I hate when yeah. people say there's something there's wrong. There's something wrong, but I'm not telling you what yeah. yet. But let me just give you a spoiler alert. We're not Even going if to they know. immediately tell me right after, just hearing those words, there's something wrong. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Or like if someone just, just says about it makes me that scared. in a text message and then it's mm-hmm. like dot, 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 we're yeah. reading. When I was doing my research for this, I was actually re-watching the HBO documentary and my mom was here. And she was going home after we finished watching. It was, like, early in the morning on a Thursday. The entire time, she was, like, it was, like, going about, like, as soon as she got home, she called me. And she was, like, I have been thinking about there's something wrong with Aunt Diane since I left your house. And mind you, people, it's, like, a three and a half, four hour drive. She's, like, as soon as I left, I saw a red minivan. The 2011 HBO documentary, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane, it was directed by Liz Garbus. I feel like almost everyone has either seen this or watched it, so this mysterious crash probably really isn't new to anyone, but I just have a lot to say, and I know you probably have a lot to say, too, so. I do, and there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a lot to think about. I watched thing. it a long time, well, 2011, probably. Yeah, like, you know, so I don't, yeah, I know it, but I don't, I know, know it. Yeah, I'm just, well, I'll just retell it for you. Okay, retell it. Okay, so the entire thing is absolutely fucking insane to me because of how her family talks about her. So I'm pulled in two different directions because I can see, I can genuinely 100% see both sides to this. So before I get ahead of myself, I'm just going to start back at the beginning for those people who are kind of new to this case. So, so on July 26th, 2009, Diane Schuler and her family were getting ready to leave a Parksville, New York campground that they had been staying at. And Diane's husband, Daniel, later reported that Diane packed up all the bags herself and he was the one that loaded them into the vehicle. That's important. So just remember that. Yeah, I don't remember these details. Yeah. So when they left, Daniel and the family dog were in the family's pickup truck. And Diane drove her brother's red 2003 Ford Windstar minivan. Wait, was there a reason for that? Yes. So the brother had actually let her borrow it because she and Daniel wanted to take their two children and their three nieces on the trip. Okay. So the brother's kids, her nieces, they wanted to bring everybody and apparently they couldn't fit them all in the truck or whatever other vehicle they had. So Diane had all five of the children with her and the couple set out for home at the exact same time from hunter lake campground at 9 30 in the morning how far was it i don't recall exactly but it ended up taking her like four or five hours or something just to get where she got to it shouldn't have been that long at all mm-hmm. so 
Diane first stopped at a McDonald's for breakfast, and the five kids played in the indoor play area for a bit. You know how they used to have, I guess this was only in 2009 that this happened. Yeah, some of them still have the little yeah. play areas, but they're just, I weird. think they're gross. I'm a germaphobe. Yeah, I never. I could never. But so that's what they did. Um, and this was, well, it didn't say the exact time, but it said it wasn't very far from where they were. And then shortly after that, while traveling towards their home, which was in West Babylon, so I guess we could probably actually find out how far Huntersville was from there. Shortly after that, while traveling towards their home in West Babylon, Diane stopped at a Sonoco. Sonoco? Is that? Sunoco. I, I don't, what is it? Sonoco. Sonoco? I think. I've never had, I've always said Sonoco. I think it's Sonoco. It would make sense if it was Sonoco. We don't have any of those here, do we? No. Okay. No, well, no, I don't think so. Everyone sent me hate mail. Tell me it's Sunoco. Yeah. Let okay. us know how wrong we are, please. I yeah. beg of you. I'm going to say Sunoco. Diane stopped at a Sunoco gas station in Liberty. And the surveillance, so they actually released the surveillance footage, and it was in the documentary. It's all over the internet. And of course, unfortunately, it didn't have audio. The surveillance footage was released to the public. What we see on there is Diane walking into the store, around the store, very briefly. And right before she leaves, she stops and she says something to the cashier, and then she walks out and she doesn't make a purchase. So like I said, the unfortunate thing about it, about the footage is that we can only see it. We can't hear it. So we're not able to actually confirm what she was looking for, but reportedly they said that she may have been looking for pain medication due to an abscessed tooth or just pain medication in general. Um, but I could never actually find out find out if that was confirmed by the store clerk. Well, I feel like they would have that. They all have like the little right. Tylenol bottle. Right. So after not getting whatever it was that she wanted, she left the gas station around 11 o'clock in the morning and started driving on Route 17 slash Interstate 86 and the New York Thruway. How many is, names do we I can't, need? I don't, I hope I, t- I hope that was right in my notes. The Thruway, is that a thing? Route 17, Interstate 86, New York Thruway, Interstate 87. Well, oh, I, I'm okay. sure that means something to someone, Sounds but it doesn't mean enough. anything to me. That's why I went the back way last time instead of being on the highway. And I went through a part that I should not have been going through because it was very scary. I got lost in downtown Chicago and the um, the maps, you know, the, the Google Maps is uh-huh. like, take a U-turn here. I'm like, I'm in fucking downtown. You yeah. can't do a U-turn anywhere. You can't do shit when you're driving no. downtown Chicago. You can barely drive straight. Yeah. And that was like the only way out. Take a U-turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart's racing. Did I, did I tell you about that time I got lost in a um, gated trailer park? No. Can you tell me really quick? Really quickly. Yeah. Okay. So this gated trailer park, it was just this cute little community of trailers. Well, I'm going to make myself look so stupid. And my father told me never tell anyone this story. <laughs> and now I'm telling anyone who wants to I'm listen. I'm so glad Sorry, Dad. you get to hear that. Yeah. So there was like four different entrances and they were all gated. And like, I guess the all of the homeowners had a little key card and you would just flash it and the gate would open and you would go in and you go home. Makes sense. Well, I thought I remembered the person telling, it was when I worked for Home Instead and I was going to do like a a consultation or something. Mm -hmm. And I thought I remembered the person telling me that when you go out, make like a right or a left or whatever, and then you're going to get to the one that doesn't have a gate. That's so you can I, go out that that's one. That's when I automatically stop listening. My brain just shuts off. And yeah. Start telling I was me. probably getting really nervous and thinking, okay, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, right. So I left at like one in the afternoon or something. I pulled out of her little driveway and I started going and I couldn't find it. I'm like, well, shit, I must have taken, like, she must have said right, left, left. 
So I tried to get back to where I started from so I could regroup myself and just do a right left right. Is everything right. just looking the same at this Everything point, looks like. the exact fucking same. <laughs> and then, I, so I'm like, oh, duh. I can just put in my GPS to go, the address to go back to our house. So I do it, and it kept telling me to go to a fucking covered walkway. I couldn't <laughs> drive over. I'm like, oh, my God. I, now I can't even get back to her house to <laughs> ask her. And I didn't have her number because it was like a confidentiality yeah. thing. So I kept trying to get back to her house, could not get back to her house for the fucking life of me. Probably about 10 minutes trying to do that. And this is not like a gigantic place. It maybe has like 20 to 40 mobile homes on it. Um, Anyway, so I'm like, oh, well, fuck, I guess I'm just going to have to try and figure it out. So I'm driving all over the place and I know that there's four gates, okay? And I just keep seeing the same fucking four gates. I cannot find the one that doesn't have a thing. So finally, I see one of the homeowners, and I'm like, hey, where's the one without the gate? I'm lost. It's been literally almost an hour of driving. (laughs) And people, it it was summer. I was probably having the security called on me, Um, the Wilmington police force. (laughs) Um, And so I get, oh, my God. So I asked this lady, or, yeah, I think it was a lady. It was, yeah, it was a couple. This doesn't matter. I'm like, hey, where's the one without the gate? Because as you can see by my car, it had a wrap on it. I'm not from here and I was just here for a consultation. I need to get out. I can't get out. I did not bother to tell them. It's been almost an hour, even though they probably saw me. They probably saw you. And she goes, none of them have, none of them don't have a gate. It's all gated. You just pull up to it and it opens. You don't need a key card to leave. I'm like, are you fucking So I could have went to any of the gates and it would have just fucking opened. They probably all thought you were like just casing. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. They probably thought I was there to like break into their homes. Oh my God. That's something that I would do. So an hour later, I'm like, I could have fucking pulled up to any of those goddamn gates. Like, duh. Why the hell didn't I fucking think of that? I, I felt so They don't care who's stupid. leaving. You fucking nimrod. I felt so fucking dumb as soon as I got out. Okay, number one. I'm never coming back here again. Yeah, never. When I got out, I felt so good. Yeah. I, I remember that feeling. Are you getting, feeling. like, claustrophobic yes. in there? I thought I was never yeah. getting out. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. So then I told my dad the story. I wanted to wait till I was in person with him to tell him because I just thought it would be better. Yeah. And he was like, Tori, do not ever, ever tell a soul that you did that. And here I am. We're so, telling the world. We're telling the world, or at least the two of you who are listening to this podcast okay. right now. Okay. So oh, now that I'm out of breath and I feel a lot dumber than I did five minutes ago. <laughs> we tried recording this podcast when Tori was still pregnant. Mm-hmm. And now the baby is... How old is she? She's going to be six weeks old on Friday. Anyway, Tori had to, she couldn't breathe. She literally couldn't breathe. She had to like say four words and then take a break. I was like, (gasps) and then we would realize that, hey, we weren't even recording the whole fucking time. Yep. And I had, I had like a literal eight and a half pound baby up in my ribs. Yeah. And I was just obese. So now she's sleeping next to us on the couch. And she's the cutest little bug I've ever seen. She is cute. Okay. So I apologize that I have no idea what I'm talking about about anything really but particularly right now when it comes to the interstates in new york but like we said google is a thing interstate 86 slash route 17 interstate 87 new york thruway um she was entering the ramapo <laughs> ramapo you i mean this is really a i feel like that's definitely wrong but I it, it, okay it's I r-a-m-a-p-o yeah ramapo 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 okay um, Slotesburg service area <laughs> and crossing the Tappan Zee Bridge heading east. 
Um, like I said, I am not familiar with any of these highways or roads. I'm probably totally butchering them. Just, I'm yeah. genuinely apologizing. Just vilify us. My bad. Forgive me. All of that stuff. Please give us horrible reviews. <sighs> please give me, me one stop. That's all we want. Anyway. Um, no, so, really don't, though. Yeah, please don't. Just give me five just, just for the just, shit that I've gone through to get this out. Just be nice. It's been, a, it's been a hard, long road. It's been a <laughs> I feel like I need to take a shot. At approximately 11.37, Diane Schuler made a phone call to Warren Hance, which that's the brother slash father of the three girls in the car. Reportedly, again, she told him that they were running behind due to very heavy traffic. They were due home soon because the nieces had something going on. I think it was the play that they were in. That's how I know that it wasn't that far because they had left, you know, in perp. In In perp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had left at a time that they thought that they could be home by one because mm-hmm. I think well actually before one because yeah. I think that one o'clock was when the place started I could be wrong about that but no matter how you look at it the girls had something to do there were witnesses who later reported that they saw the red minivan out on the road honking driving aggressively and darting in and out of lanes as well as flashing the lights yeah so like super aggressive driving all over the place but very like methodically so Not it wasn't like, like she was like no, like, like out of control. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. It wasn't. <laughs> it was. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I feel like anyone listening should know that what that Actually, means. I mean, that's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. okay. I think everyone will understand that. Good. I'm glad. Okay. Um. So yeah, the people who were reporting it were. It was definitely methodical. A police report documented that other witnesses reported seeing Diane on the side of the road. Like out of the car mm-hmm. at approximately eleven forty-five, bent and I'll tell you. Oh, sorry. Bent yeah. over on her hands and knees, appearing to be vomiting. <sighs> hmm And then at one o'clock, another phone call from Diane's cell phone. Only this time, one of Diane's nieces was calling her father, Warren, and she told him that Aunt Diane was having trouble seeing and speaking clearly. Mm-hmm. That's so. Wait, I know. How Could old, you imagine how, how terrifying? They were like nine, seven, five, four, four, like two. They were babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you, you imagine how know. fucking scary? That's scary when you're an adult mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, you're a baby. I know. Supposedly, Diane also spoke to Warren and said the same thing that she was disoriented and couldn't see clearly. Police believe that during at least part of that one o'clock phone call, Diane was pulled over on the side of the road. And then I keep saying reportedly because this is reportedly, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> there's no actual facts. Right. So reportedly, Warren Hans told his sister, please stay off the road and he would come and meet them. But for whatever reason, Diane got back on the road and she left her phone on the side of the road. And we don't know if it was on purpose. Right. Or did she leave it there when she was she barfing? She was just too disoriented to. Yeah, because we don't really know the timeline. So did she call and then get out and throw up and forget right. her phone? Or yeah. did she toss her phone out? We don't know. Another motorist found the phone near a toll booth later on. So although this crash has been investigated thoroughly, investigators aren't truly sure of the exact route that Diane took from the bridge to the... T- wow sorry to the taconic state parkway ramps then okay so carrying on with the timeline at 133 multiple drivers called in to report the minivan driving the wrong way on the ramp the ramp is clearly marked with do not enter signs wrong way signs they've shown pictures of it you just can't miss it Mm -mm. yeah no no not if you're like in your right mind you do not miss these signs Mm. 
And it sounds like they had been to this campground, so she should have known the road. So she was definitely disoriented. We just don't know why. And in the HBO documentary, there's so many phone calls flooding in. Tons of scared drivers. Lots of people reporting. That is scary. Yeah. That's really scary. Yeah, it really, really is. And eventually the operators were like, are you calling about the red minivan? So it's like they were getting a flood of phone calls. Yeah. Those people who were calling in, they were reporting that she was going between 75 and 85 miles per hour. Yeah. Which is like kind of fairly normal here. I don't know what the speed limit was at that time in New York. Probably somewhere similar. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're super disoriented, you you would think like you'd be trying to drive a little slower. Right. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're that fucking disoriented that you're like oh my god i'm fucking out of my mind i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna just drive Especially with all the kids though mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. okay or maybe she's just like i gotta get there i gotta go right like i have to right i just gotta i gotta, I gotta, I gotta go gotta go diane traveled for 1.7 miles on the parkway's northbound passing lane before colliding head-on with the 2004 chevy trailblazer that then hit a 2002 chevy tracker at exactly 1:35 p.m she was going 85 miles per hour at the time of the crash. Oh, my God. So Diane, her daughter, and two of her nieces were dead at the scene of the crash. The police report makes mention that the kids were not in car seats or wearing seatbelts, oh, which no. is fucking terrifying. Yeah. There's no excuse for that unless unless they, like, unbuckled and were trying to get her attention. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the little ones probably couldn't have done that. Maybe the nine-year-old could have. Right. But if she was in her right mind and we know she was and i'll get to that when they left that's like the scariest thing because like i don't know when when someone takes my kids and i know like a relative or whatever and i know that they're going to be in a car Mm -hmm. and i'm not the one in Mm -hmm. control of that car that's all you can think about the entire time it's well it's called anxiety right i don't recommend it but anxiety and then for this for for that that to actually be true for that to come like all i can think about is them like in a ditch can you imagine being Warren, being Warren hands yeah. and hearing that phone call from Diane, Ugh. I'm disoriented. I can't see, and she hangs up. Mm-hmm. And, and then you know, what do you do? You right. don't know. You don't know where they're at. You don't know. Right. You don't know. It was insane. I hate that. I can't. So fucking just, much. Yeah, just even putting myself in his shoes no. and being like, that could be my little nugget. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can't. No, I cannot. Mm-mm. Okay. Like I said, the police report makes that mention that they weren't wearing seatbelts or or in car seats, and then the three men in the trailblazer who she directly hit, mm-hmm. were all dead at the scene as well. And then Diane's third niece died later that day at an area hospital. The only survivor in the minivan that Diane drove was Diane and Daniel's son, five-year-old Brian. Okay. What does Brian say about this? Ugh. So really, in the documentary, was the only information that I found on what he said. Something along the lines of, mommy couldn't see or talk or something like that she Uh couldn't see she couldn't see that's what she kept or what brian kept repeating to his aunt yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um okay so let's now fast forward to the toxicology reports so a toxicology report released on august 4th by westchester county medical examiners found that schuler had a blood alcohol content of 0.19 0.19 percent uh-huh. with approximately six grams of alcohol in her stomach that had not yet been absorbed into her blood uh-huh. the legal bac limit for driving while intoxicated in new york is 0.08 right and the report also said that Schuler had high levels of thc which obviously is the active ingredient in marijuana in her system i'm getting this information these statistics here from wikipedia which we'll link in the show notes um she could have smoked marijuana as recently as 15 minutes before the accident all right. Well, so what, did she stop and smoke somewhere? Right. Or was she doing it in the car? 
none of the phone call you would think that maybe the nine-year-olds would have said something about that yeah to her dad, yeah but she didn't i guess uh-huh. and here's the thing is they obviously didn't know this when the when the crash first happened mm-hmm. and after daniel and daniel's sister-in-law jay were very 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 adamant that diane did not drink and would not have been smoking marijuana at that time. Well, how would I get in her system? Right. She would never do lying. it. Right. She would never, ever do that. She just, she cared about those kids so much. She was such a family woman. She always wanted everyone to be together. Okay. Well, family women can smoke weed yeah. and can be wonderful. So, yeah. fuck that idea. So, they were thinking maybe there was some kind of, so she had dental problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, there was, I think that there were dental reports released, but I don't know when exactly they were from. But, she had an abscessed tooth, which can literally kill you. So that could have made her disoriented. Tooth pain is fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. I have been in such pain for my teeth that I will go sit out in my car and blast 95 degree heat on my face. <laughs> That's how fucking bad it is. Um, Not the moment. Thank God. Hail Mary. Mother of God. Pray for us sinners now, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Um, but so I get that tooth pain is very bad. But can it, can something in your bloodstream pick up on certain levels that you have had and raise them? I don't know. I don't know. But I, don't, I think anything is possible. I mean. They're, and even like at first her brother and stuff were very yeah. adamant too. That would not have been. Well, that would give her all the more reason to hide it if if she knew yeah. that they thought, how you know, it was horrible. And it was know? known that she smoked, but it was like more of a relaxing thing. Okay. And it was kind of like more, I believe, recreational. Yeah. Same with drinking. Okay. So a lot of people were like, was this lady a closet alcoholic? They were very adamant. Absolutely not. We wouldn't yeah. know. Which is I mean, like the, would you? Closet alcoholic. Would you know? But, I don't know. So part of me is like, oh my God, could something happen like that? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because, and they, they or, read the, the I mean, toxicology I could see report. Her if she really was in pain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, well, okay, well, I'm going to smoke. Or if something happened... And she was in such bad pain that she was like, just give me that vodka. Yeah. I'm going to take just a drink. It didn't work right away, so yeah. she takes more. I don't know. But I could also – what if there really is some way that something like that mm. can shoot these levels up? Yeah. And maybe she had smoked at the campground the night before. Right. And she definitely drank, they, they said, after mm-hmm. a little bit of debate back and forth. Yeah. But it's – I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That's because they were so adamant about it. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. And here's, and here's the other but information on that. So at McDonald's, the investigators went back. And so this wasn't that long before the crash. It was like maybe 10, 1030 or something. No alcohol on her breath. No marijuana smell. Yeah. Walking in a straight line. Had a conversation with the cashier. Mm -hmm. No, they did not think she was on any kind of thing. And then so the cashier at at Seneca, um, (laughs) he or she, I don't remember. I don't know if it was even released what the gender was, but... Mm -hmm. That person also, which was even less time between then and the crash. Yeah. That person was adamant. There was no hint of alcohol. She was walking in a straight line. There was no TH, nothing. So same as the other. Yeah. Oh, my God. So every single person who had, oh, and then obviously the lady who um, saw them leaving the campground, who was Mm co-owner of the campground also, which that was a little bit earlier, but she also said she talked to Diane. She saw her. Yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary. And then it brings you back to the point of, how methodical she was driving right so it was like she was darting in and out of traffic but it wasn't like a drunk person that's so weird. this is what makes so it so weird, weird to me 
and why I think it's kind of like that new story that totally blew up because right. so many signs point to that's not what happened. Yeah. But at the scene of the crash, there was an empty or a broken vodka bottle. Okay. About their like fingerprints or anything? Oh, in I the car. Okay. Yeah, in the front. So okay. it wasn't like it was packed in a bag. Or like found or, outside. Or she, when she stopped and pulled over one of the times she got it out of the bag. Maybe. Um, so I don't know. That's it's so crazy. I don't know, and it's very hard to believe that you can shoot your blood alcohol level up and get that disoriented. Yeah, and that small amount of time to leave McDonald's right. and then the gas station and then to that one thirty crash. Yeah. So that's yeah. what makes it so crazy. I'll be the first person to say you don't know. No, anyone. you don't know anyone. You don't know anyone, but none of that makes sense. Uh-huh. Nothing. Like Nothing you does. can sit there and say like, oh, they would never do this. Right. You don't know. Right. Well, she could have had. Know. But it just doesn't make sense. Right. There could have been, absolutely, there could have been something that happened that just Mm -hmm. triggered her. And she's like, you know what? I don't care if I live or die. I'm done. And when you get to that state of mind, you don't care who you take down. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Uh Something just snaps. Yeah. And and I'll never be able to understand that. But I know it's happened. So if these other signs wouldn't have been pointing Mm -hmm. to, you know what I mean? Right. I would think that that was more of the case. Right, but that's not why it's such a big case. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't make uh, sense. So poor babies. I know. God. I just can't even imagine how scared yeah. they were. Right, but yeah, right before. God. And knowing, like, that. it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so like I said, Daniel and his sister-in-law, Jay, completely denied in the, in the 2011 documentary mm-hmm. and in press conferences that she would have been drinking. No explanation for the vodka bottle at first. But he then said that they kept an old one in the camper, so she must have packed it, and then okay. that's how it got in the van. Um, Tom Ruskin was an investigator that Daniel actually hired privately. He interviewed family members, none of which had ever even seen Diane take a drink. Oh, wow. Which is even more crazy. So, yeah. like, yeah, socially you drink, you have fun. Right. Doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. No. But to never see her drink? Yeah. Multiple family members. Uh-huh. Wasn't just her husband or, you know, trying to make her look better. Right. Um, Ruskin also pointed out to autopsy results that showed an absence of organ damage often found in alcoholics, wow. although an uninvolved medical examiner said such results do not necessarily rule yeah. out alcoholism. So it's not a yes or a no. Yeah, you don't know for sure. Um, Schuler relatives have also disputed that Diane was known to drink heavily or, or irresponsibly. Daniel believed that Schuler drove erratically due to some kind of medical issue, such as a stroke even. I could see that. Some kind so of that doesn't explain everything happened. else. Right. Yeah. And... It doesn't explain that broken vodka bottle right. in the front. Right. So maybe she necessarily didn't drink that much, mm-hmm. or maybe she did. I I would think it was even more insane if there was no vodka bottle and if she had never smoked weed in her life. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So Schuler was obese for much of her life, and she also suffered from diabetes. Although additional sources actually cite Schuler as only having had gestational diabetes, not diabetes like in her everyday life. Okay. Yeah. Um, the abscess had persisted in her mouth for even seven weeks before her death. And oh. a lump yeah. And a lump in her leg could have been an embolism. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's just so many different things that could have played into this. Yeah. Could have been factors in this. There is also the autopsy that was conducted by the Westchester County Medical Examiner one day after the accident, found that Schuler had not suffered a stroke, aneurysm, or heart attack. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. So just when you think... Because it would just be so, like, right. and not neatly right. tied up, because right. there's still things that we don't understand. Exactly. But, like, like, why would such it a... It would be something you know, to, right. to blame it on. So, in 2011, Jackie Hans, so the girl, the three girls' mom, Warren's mm-hmm. wife, who had lost her three daughters in the accident, filed a suit against her brother-in-law, Daniel. 
which is just fucking sad. Just stop at this it's point. It's just sad. It's, I understand. Nobody like, asked for this to happen. No. Except maybe Diane. And Diane is dead. It's not going to bring back any of those poor babies. What is money going to do? You know what I mean? Or, or having him be in, in trouble legally. Right. Yeah. Nothing. The suit claimed that the three deceased Hans girls suffered terror, fear of impending death, extreme horror, fright, and mental anguish. This is also from Wikipedia. On July 26, 2011, the day after the premiere of that documentary that I was talking about, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane, which was also the second anniversary anniversary of the crash, Daniel sued the state of New York for, and this is in quotes, not keeping the roads safe. Yeah. Um, and his brother-in-law, Warren, was who was the owner of the minivan, he also um, sued him. Oh yeah, right. By July of 2014, all of those lawsuits were either dropped or they were settled. Mm-hmm. It didn't say that much about that. Yeah. So, and in that documentary, I don't know if this is something that's like interesting to you, but they did show pictures of her at the scene of the crash. Oh, really? Diane, very like bloated and uh-huh. and just her eyes were open. Oh, I can't. It's terrible. They did not show pictures of the children. No, I would not recommend, no. even if they did. Um, wanted to just mention a couple things, like in closing. Mm-hmm. Jackie and Lauren Hans formed a foundation, which is called, or which is called, the Hans Family Foundation. The main purpose of the foundation is to honor the lives of the three daughters by ensuring healthy, happy, and safe children. It's this kind of innovative self-esteem educational program. Okay. That's what it goes to. Hmm. So it's very, very cool. You can, cool. If you look it up, yeah, it's it's I'll very interesting. Uh, the foundation's central project is called Beautiful Me. Aww. Yeah, a self-esteem program designed to educate girls, girls by promoting appreciation for their genuine qualities, accurate self-awareness, and the satisfaction of helping others. I which love is just that. Really cool. Yeah, I, I love, love that. Um, and then just out of respect, I want to mention the deceased names here mm-hmm. and then the ages. There is a little bit of a discrepancy on the age. I saw in the documentary they said Emma was a different age, I believe, than what I have, but mm-hmm. this is what I believe to be true. Aaron Schuler, who was two. Oh, I know. Kate Hance, five. Allison Hance, seven. Emma Hance, nine. And then the three men who were in the car that Diane hit. Mm-hmm. Guy Bastardi, who was 49. His father, Michael Bastardi, who was 81. And then Daniel Longo, who was 74. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Diane Schuler, who mm-hmm. was 36 at the time of the accident. So sad. It just is one of those cases that is fucking draining and you can't imagine being in their shoes and you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have all of these people, co-workers, old friends, yeah. her family, saying how uncharacteristic it, it was of her and how you see how adamant that they are. It's not just like, oh, mm-hmm. she was a great woman. She wouldn't do it. It was right. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. This is all of the reasons yeah. why she wouldn't have done this. Right. And it wasn't just like it was her husband trying to protect her image. Right. Which any husband would do. Yeah. It was so many different people. The only thing I can't get past is that vodka bottle being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's really But crazy. the things that are so crazy to me are the uh, the footage, the video footage, and yeah. the reports from the, from the workers, you know? Yeah. Well, kind of like in mine, now she went from like a normal mm-hmm. teacher, mom, yeah. wife, to you've got a demon in you, let's cut it out. Right. Let me cauterize you. Human brains are weird. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so fucking weird. So, they're so complex. Honestly, oh. I don't know what I believe happened. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I guess, yeah, it's possible that she drank a third of that bottle in 10 minutes. And... I'm just going to go ahead and say anything is possible. Yeah. I'm not going to count anything out. But like, it sucks because we'll probably never know. And these were the mysterious 
ones that we chose for the week. He's mysterious. Really a way to like start off this uplifting podcast that we have hey, here at Cruel I'm Unusual. pretty sure no one expected uplifting. <laughs> we'll make sure that we write that in the description. Yeah. Hey, Do not hey, listen hey, if you're hey, having a bad day because hey. it's only going to get worse. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like maybe as time goes on when we're recording these podcasts, we will have a little... <laughs> more of an idea of what we're doing <laughs> what the fuck we're doing <laughs> oh, but for shit. this i mean we're at a little bit over an hour um yeah but a lot of that's gonna get cut <laughs> yeah a lot will get cut to save your time yeah so what have you um how's life as a new mother life as a new mother is really hard yeah yeah i, I love her really baby. Is. she's literally perfect but it's one of the hardest fighting yeah things ever. i was just saying how you try so long to have a baby, depending on who you are. We did. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like this anticipation that builds up and builds up. And then she's finally here and everything is so different and it's very hard to acclimate yourself. Yeah. So while and you a lot want of times it, it's different than what you were like thinking right. it was going to be in your head the whole time. Too. Right. And while it really is beautiful and awesome and fucking great it and is. perfect. And she's the, honestly the best thing that has ever happened to me ever and probably ever will happen to me. It's very fucking hard to go from being very selfish and doing whatever you want mm. when you want to doing nothing that you want anytime you want, ever. And that's why I'm not having the baby. <laughs> so I mean, I can't do what I want all yeah, the time, but I have right. a lot more freedom now that they're older. Right. And right now, you know, she's like about six weeks old. So everything I do revolves around her and her schedule yeah. and what she needs and what she wants and nothing to do with me anymore. So yep. while that might sound selfish to people who don't have children... Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe people who don't have children get it, too. Depends probably on who you are as a person and your fucking, like, empathy level. Right. While it sounds kind of selfish, it isn't. It's just part of Those people the probably change. turned this off already. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, this girl had a baby. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. We were just here for murder and you didn't give us that this week. But I kind of did. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's hard. It's different yeah, and it's, it's difficult, hard. but I love it. But it's really hard. Have you been, um, what are you reading, watching? I am currently reading one of your, like, I think, like, new favorite books. Yes. Yeah. It's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, shout out to Cassie Sharp, who Mm -hmm. has her arcs out of Dark Dead... Dark Dead Stars. Dark Dead Stars. So fucking good. So fucking good. Such a badass book. Such a badass book. I'm actually only a little bit into it, but Katie, you've read the entire thing, and I've literally just heard you raving about it for a week. Yes. And I probably won't stop. It comes out, um, oh, God. We'll put it in the... 27th. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put it... The 27th of this month? I think so. Oh, my God. I have to finish so I can get the review up. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to, like, do anything when I have a child, so I've been reading... Cassie, it's hard. Cassie, if you're listening, I've been reading your book while feeding my child in the middle of the night. So so it's very hard to get through it, but it's so good, and it's just so... Mm -hmm. If you like true crime, if you Mm -hmm. like, Like, thriller, psychological stuff. Mysteries, psychological thrillers. There's, it's it's got a really good, unique set of characters and a, a good amount of characters mm-hmm. that's going to keep you guessing. I can't even tell you because I'll ruin it for you. No, so, I kind of gave so a couple fun. of my, like, half-assed series to Katie today, and she just can't even speak about it because no. it's just, she can't, she can't. Um, and I'm watching, what am I, I don't really get to watch much TV anymore no. just like bits and pieces of things here and there pay attention it's hard i can't yeah. yeah i actually this morning um trish baylor she's an author as well she recommended the new 2020 with jody area Arias. Arias. oh Ar- yeah Ari- Ari- Arias. <laughs> i can't say it um she said it had a little bit more info. yeah 
big time crazy cycle mm-hmm. wackadoodle do. I'm over that. I don't like her. I don't like looking <sighs> she at her face. She drives me nuts. She drives me insane. But <laughs> like, so I, wa- I was like half-ass watching it while I was trying to get her calmed down. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really learn anything new. But it just, I fucking hate that case. It drives me fucking insane for him. Mm-hmm. I, I think I... I watched some sort of like older documentary on it and then after yeah. that I'm just like all right I know what I need to know I don't I don't want to do this anymore it's frustrating yeah but so but it is just it's a, yeah it's but if you're interested case. in that case <laughs> 2020 it's new it's on demand if you have 20 if you have Comcast <laughs> um Katie yes Katie what are you watching um, or reading or whatever what okay, do you do well, no I just finished that book too I haven't started another one yet I have a feeling like nothing's gonna like <laughs> live up to that i think i'm going to be disappointed mm-hmm. in everything i read now yeah I'm, which is like it won't last but it's a super it's good one compliment those, to get one of those books that stay with you after you read it she even said she might reread it i might reread like it and i don't do that i don't rewatch movies or you know we are rewatching sons of anarchy i'm not like really watching it i'm kind of just playing like best fiends on my phone and candy crush so it's kind of like background with tanner's watching it um you never watched that no, I never watched Sons it's of Anarchy. It's pretty much just like a really violent soap opera. I don't know. Maybe. It's crazy. I can. I don't. I remember I, I started watching the first one. Fucking love Charlie Hunnam. Oh my gosh, I love him in a hoodie on the show. I just love it. That's the only reason. That's the only oh, time yeah, I look on the up. show, though. Not if he's wearing the hoodie off the show. He's British. Oh yeah. I wonder if he would like our accents. That's not a great accent. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Especially oh, because you sound like you need to take a shit while you're just, talking. Yeah. No, and it's kind of Australian. Australian. Uh, yeah, I can't do Australian. But a little bit British. A little. A little, oh, a little bit. So follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It is There's a lot of dots. Okay, it's cruel.unusual.podcast. Fuck, I don't remember. It's something, you'll find it. You'll we find have, it. You know our neon pink sign. Yeah. Um, You can email us. Same thing. You cool can't tweet us, so don't tweet us. No, we don't have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Don't um, do We've got a Facebook page and a Facebook group. So come join us in the group and talk about whatever, everything. Yeah, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. You want us to talk about things, tell us. Yeah. That one is cool and unusual, the group. So right. you'll find it. Just search. You yeah. Search. Don't be fucking lazy. Use the search function. Jesus. It will be there. God. Yes. But if you can't find it, just tell us and we'll make sure you get to it. Yes. Okay? Just because we need some members. Yeah. We, it's only us. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>